You're listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast, with your host Danny and Kaylee. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 9 for Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Kaylee. And today we are reviewing Final Fantasy XV. Hey! I got Final Fantasy XV like 12 hours before it was officially released. <laughs> you were one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I guess if you want to call it lucky. I mean... I, I think there was rumors saying that some of the people had received it from, like, either the store or, like, UPS or something, like, a day or two or Mine, Mine came from UPS the day before. Yeah. So I was able to play it that evening and, you know, obviously enjoyed it. <laughs> so, Final Fantasy XV. We waited for a while for this one. Yeah, what, 10 years in development? Yeah. At least that's what everybody says. I don't think that it was really 10 years in development. I think it was more like... It was just an idea. <laughs> yeah, I think when they when they originally built 13, they had this plan of doing a multiple story thing. And the whole versus 13 was part of that. And it evolved into being Final Fantasy 15, but I don't think they've been literally working on it for 10 years. Yeah. I think that it's 10 years in the making, but really maybe only like two or three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, easily you can tell by the work that was put in that there's been a lot of thought into it, but it's lacking in a few areas. But we'll get into that. Obviously developed by Square Enix, and um, it was released November 29th. 2016 worldwide. This is the first one that we've reviewed that was had a worldwide really? release. Yeah. Are you sure? No. But oh. yeah, I think so. I think all the other ones we had Japan releases first. Oh, uh, well, I know um lately these games have been catching up where they're releasing them worldwide, which is awesome. I think that it just makes sense. Especially some of these bigger games that have a huge hype behind them that I mean, it just makes sense that they would release them worldwide for Sure. Everyone, I I remember when like Pokemon Silver came out and they released it in Japan first. Somebody had went through and translated it before it was released in America, and of course ROMs went out <laughs> all over the place. And I was playing the ROMs, the translated ROMs, to play this game before it came yeah. out. Anyway, it was only released for the PS4 and the Xbox One, and I played the PS4 version. Yeah, PlayStation Four for me too. Did you uh you you bought the big I did. Set, yeah, I did. I bought the the ultra super deluxe pack or whatever <laughs> whatever it's called. So it that, came with um the game, the movie, Brotherhood, a soundtrack, a an pretty, art book, pretty sweet figure, and cool. an Octus figure. And yeah, it came bundled in this beautiful package <laughs> and this like reflective holographic case and it's it's pretty cool i did spend a lot of money on it it was almost 300 dollars. oh wow yeah yeah but totally worth it it was so cool i actually just opened up the noctis figure the other day and put it out and um i opened the art book too and looked through it it's one of those things like this game when when they were releasing the demos and stuff i didn't want anything to do with it i didn't want it spoiled in any way and i've i've found that when you do look into games like that and you you know catch up on what's going on you tend to get that like when you actually sit down and play the game it's like oh 
I've seen all this already. Yeah. So you're kind of losing that big reveal that the game is trying to give you. So I was happy that I was able to stay away at least most most of it. <laughs> I just, I stayed pretty close in the dark myself. In fact, uh, my husband was reading more into it than I was. And he every time I would get to a certain part, he goes, oh, I know what this part is. It's like a lot of it must have really been spoiled because he knew a lot of stuff that was happening and... Well, you got people who, the game, the day it was released, it was on the internet. You oh, know? yeah. You got people who did, you know, marathons to beat it. And really, it's not a very long game no. when it really comes down to it. So sure. let's uh, get into the story. If you really get dig into the story, you kind of have to watch the movie, I felt like. Did you feel that way when you played it? Yes. I don't think it was necessary but it hyped me up for this game. It really did. Again, it's not necessary because they kind of, they hold your hand a little bit through it to what's going on. But you don't really get that full experience. I don't feel like I would have understood at all what was going on had it not been for the movie. At least the first time through. But see, that's kind of how it was with this whole game. I really liked this story. I liked the idea. I liked the stuff going behind it. But the story also lacked severely in explanation, in plot holes, and just unexplained things. And, like, you have to really dig in. They've got, like, these little books kind of here throughout the game. And you really have to pay attention to know what's actually going on. Who is who, is who and what is what. And, you know, you really have to piece it together. And some of the stuff isn't even fully explained. Like, I feel like... The story, while I I personally really enjoyed it, it lacked a lot more than I thought. Do like you it feel like have. that they purposely made it difficult to hunt down the full story to make it replayable? I think it's a little bit of that and a little bit of it. They just didn't take the time to do it. I think it was not necessarily negligence on them, but like I I feel like. They want you to look into this, and at the same time, they didn't do this, and they didn't do that very well, and they just didn't explain stuff very well. And it seemed very wishy-washy, especially with some of the characters' stories. Sure. And, you know, these, like, especially for Kingsglaive, some of these, and I'm not even talking about the main character of Kingsglaive, like, some of these characters in Kingsglaive had a little bit of an appearance, but there was no explanation behind them. Like, and they were kind of key characters. That was, was yeah, on. and... What was the girl's name in Kingsglaive that dies? Ah, Crows. Crow. Yeah. Crow, yeah. And when she died, they made it seem like it was this big deal, and I didn't know who she was. You know, <laughs> there, it wasn't like, you know, other deaths in movies and games where, it kind of, you know, they yeah. build up this story, they make you love this character, and then they come off like, oh, it's this big deal. Well, in the movie, it wasn't like that. And we went into it in the, the Kingsglaive movie review, so you guys can check that out if you want to. Um, but let's let's kind of dig into the just kind of an overall story of what, what Final Fantasy XV is about. You start off with your four friends... And you're you're led by Prince Noctis, who is supposed to be wed to Lady Lunafreya, who's this oracle and this princess of Tenebrae, as part of a war peace treaty between the Kingdom of Lucis and the Imperial Nation of Niflheim. So you, you go through the whole series of the King's Glaive movie, which is, uh, you know, this everything's falling apart now. 
Um, the treaty goes wrong. The king falls. And Noctis is forced to fill a role as king and reclaim the throne, along with the stolen crystal. Was it keeping the demons at bay, or was it just the power? See, this is kind of where it gets kind of crazy, is I don't really fully understand the crystal's full purpose either. Yeah, they don't go into a whole lot of explanation on what the the crystal's supposed to be doing. It's not until the end of the game that they kind of hint at it bringing the day to the world. Yeah. And when the crystal gets taken and has been gone, the days slowly start turning into nights, longer and longer nights. And I think that that's supposed to be the correlation. I see. But I don't really know. I mean, again, yeah. they, they hint at it a little bit in the game, well, the way, but they don't really The way I it. understood it was that the crystal and these kings kind of went hand in hand. And the kings are guardians of the crystal. Okay. So... Well, in any case, Noctis, he's gathering the kings' weapons and their, their powers, and he's hoping to overcome the Empire. Lady Lunafreya, after escaping the attack on Lucis, uh, makes her way to the Astrals, the gods slash summons slash whatever you want to call them, to ask for the blessing on Noctis. And Noctis and his friends are going face-to-face with these Astrals like Titan and Rama, with the help of Arden, who, if you watched Kingsglaive, you'll, you'll already know that he's the Chancellor. And it's always the Chancellor. <laughs> it's always the Chancellor. Chancellors are always evil. If you're looking for something to be when you grow up, don't be don't a Chancellor. Don't be a Chancellor. <laughs> you're automatically a bad guy. Things go all sorts of bad. <laughs> so as the nights get longer and the demons start multiplying in these different numbers, the team makes their way to Altissa to meet up with Luna who is looking to awaken one of the astrals called Leviathan. Which, these summons were amazing. And they Leviathan were... was one of my favorites. Levi- that Leviathan fight is so cool. cool. We'll get into that a little bit more in the graphics section, but yeah, I mean, they are they are so cool. So this, when facing Leviathan, Noctis kind of has to uh, prove himself to Leviathan, and when you defeat Leviathan, you receive the blessing. But... At the same time, Noctis fails to save Luna, who was killed by uh, Arden during the trial. Um, But Luna, who has this ring of Lucis that she needs to deliver to him. And before she dies, she is able to give it to him. So with that on his shoulders, Noctis needs to go to Niflheim to take back the crystal. So we eventually find our way on the train. And the That's train, cool. you you jump on a train to go to the... The Empire. So you actually, while you're on this train, you, you start out with, with all these people and you eventually you drop these people off because the demons are getting so bad. And you eventually have another encounter with Arden, the evil chancellor. And stuff just kind of gets crazy. Noxtus is... It's like he's going crazy. Because... The way I understand it is he thinks he's fighting Arden, but he ends up fighting his friends, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, like the first part of the train, Arden boards the train and Arden does some sort of time manipulation where he replaces his image, Arden's image, with Prompto and Prompto is Arden. And there's a, there's a scene in this where... Noctis confronts Arden and he's even like talking like Prompto. Yeah. He's like, "Whoa, hey, man! What are you doing, bud? <laughs> he looks like he's. Are high. you okay? I know it was really weird. <laughs> it was, it was weird. really weird the first time, but then once I played it, I ended up playing this game twice. Once for the the 
really yeah, getting the yeah. game down and then the second time just to get the storyline down and yeah you can definitely see it the second time through you fully understand what's happening it's a switch thing and then um noctis actually ends up pushing ardenin off the train who ends up to be prompto so now prompto is knocked out of the train <laughs> and he's stranded somewhere and ardenin is able to capture him and take him to the, the empire. The empire. So you're still uh, with that in mind. They drop all these people off because they still have to keep going. Like Prompto's long gone by the time Noctis tells his friends. Because doesn't he pass out for a tiny bit? He goes unconscious. Oh something. yeah, after after the train. Yeah, uh, after he knocks Prompto off the train, Ardenin swacks him in the head. And then he passes out on top of the train, and he wakes up on top of the train, <laughs> and Leviathan is summoned because there's so many demons, and all the passengers on board are like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> they finally do make it to uh, Tenebrae, where they uh, drop all the passengers off, and they're able to keep going. Which I'm sad they didn't let you explore Tenebrae. Yeah, no. I know. That whole area looked yeah. amazing. And it was so cool. With that, you you actually you take the train by yourselves with <laughs> Biggs and Wedge, <laughs> which they were so stereotypically, I oh like British yes yeah they was, were very British. Oh, it was I don't know it was a little much for me, but I was still really excited to see their names pop up. Well, and and for Prompto anyway, we end up leaving Prompto behind in hopes that he is at the Empire. Right. They're kind of basing that off of just assumption, I think, that, well, Prompto has now been captured after he was knocked off the train, which I think is a funny assumption. Well, maybe but it's referred to. I don't know. I know that we, that's the conclusion that they Arden does go over it after they continue on to the Empire that, you know, th- that he has captured them and he has them, but they kind of continue on just off of blind faith that he's been captured. <laughs> well, hopefully he's there. Well, he's gone. <laughs> he's all alone now. <laughs> so, in any case, um, you end up being confronted with Arden once again when your train stops. Because you stop to fight these demons again, and it's right in front of a... Uh, <laughs> a, a dead Shiva. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't really understand. Has a cadaver and everything. Like she's. Yeah, supposedly, I don't. I'm assuming is that the Empire killed her. Maybe. Yeah. Um, because you later find out that she is Gentiana. Is that her name? Gentiana? Yeah, Gentiana. Gentiana. Um, who's been helping you throughout this whole game? You know, kind of guiding you around. She's not. I guess she technically is a spirit because you don't always see her. But you do get occasionally see her in pictures. Yeah, that's fun. It's a lot of fun. But anyway, Shiva helps you um, defeat or uh, attack Ardenin and kind of help him, helps Noctis get Ardenin off the train, really. And with Ardenin then out of the picture, they can move forward to the Empire. But when he comes back, though, you you realize that Arden comes back after being frozen because he's technically is frozen and Noctis actually does hit him yep and he shatters. shatters but then he's there again and he clicks this little switch and all of a sudden that's when things kind of start going really bad yeah he he's somehow and I don't really understand how this happens all he does is he like switches this little button and Noctis's magic is gone 
Well, it's something to do with that tower. That big machine yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. So you you wake up and your friends are gone. Your magic, your weapons, they're all gone. You cannot. You it's it's blocked all off. You. The only thing he has is his ring that he. Well, you guys, using. the guys get off the train all together and they jump in the car and you drive into the empire. And once oh, you yeah, that's once right. you once you get into the empire, then your guys you get separated from Gladio and uh, Ignis, who um, are kind of stuck on a different side. And so you just keep pushing forward in hopes to find Prompto. You're left without any magic, therefore you have no swords, because Noctis's magic involves summoning his swords. So he has no weapons, no magic, and all he's left with is a ring that Luna gave him. And when he puts it on, he's granted the the power of the Lucii, and he's able to cast, like, holy and absorb... Uh, enemy uh, health or something. I think it was like death or something. Yeah, similar to that. So, but he's he's granted this power that helps him defend himself once he gets inside. So inside, he is trying to make it to the top, and while he's doing this, he's just being kind of teased and nagged over the intercom by Arden, who's like, "It's a trap!" And then, sure enough, it's a trap, and and that was kind of annoying. But I think that it was meant to show just how sinister Arden really is that he's just toying with these people. Yeah. You know, he knows f- full well that he's just toying with them. Yeah. So you fight your way all the way through the Imperial City while being teased and then uh the capital is completely infested with demons. There's no humans. And you later you kind of find out that these humans have actually been transforming into these demons from this it, the, the epidemic was referred to as the Star Scourge, I believe. And that that apparently has been going on for a while, where people were turning into demons. Yeah, they started, from what I was reading, the little bits and pieces of paper, paper that was laying around in the building, um, is that they were doing research on this weird disease where people were, they were calling it the vanishing disease. Oh yeah. And um, people were just like disappearing that they would quarantine these people and they would just vanish. Well then later on in other papers, you find out that they, they, they find out that these people aren't disappearing. They're turning into demons and at night they're taking over the city. Yes. And slowly, the city, the the world is going under darkness, longer and longer nights of constant darkness. <laughs> so, um, you eventually you meet up with your friends, and you do get your magic bag. You have to destroy this, or stop this machine. You gotta, yeah, turn off a machine. Of some sorts. And I have to say, the jump scares in that part of the, the game, I, I am not a fan of jump scares. I think it's a cheap form of horror, I guess. I don't know. I just, I don't like being jump scared. I guess that's really what it is. Sure. That was, it was a little testy for I had to have the lights on and someone would hold my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. But, uh, no, it wasn't that bad, actually. Actually, it really was not that. If I could play this game, it really isn't that bad. It was really just like a, a big dungeon. And, you know, you make it through the dungeon and you, um... You get your party back, you get your magic back, and your only goal left to do is to hunt down the crystal. And just as you are about to get to the crystal, you are confronted with Ravis. And we haven't even talked about Ravis, but he's actually Luna Freya's brother. 
and uh, you have your boss fight with Ravis, and um, you kind of get trapped inside that hangar. Well, your your party does, your your friends. Yeah. And with them trapped inside the hangar, your only option is to run to get to the crystal in hopes to save everyone. Because during you're trapped in there, these demons and they're constantly spawning constant, de- and demons. And big demons. Yeah. We're talking like little hard demons, yeah. yeah. Like your iron And giants. by demons we mean they're just like monsters. regular mo- Final Fantasy monsters. You know, I have to say I am impressed that they utilized the iron giant as much as they did this. They did a lot of yeah, because yeah. you know Iron Giant was a common monster that appeared through the Final Fantasy series, but he never really made that much appearances. Yeah, he was kind of like a bunch of he was, was like, like a, a, a mini a, boss. He was like a last dungeon type of a big guy. Like yeah. you, know, you didn't see them till the end, and yeah, it's they were kind of everywhere in this one. Uh, but I digress. So you so you are in this hangar. You have to, basically, his only option is to go ahead of his friends. Right, right? and his friends are are nagging him to leave. You know, get to the crystal, that's your goal, get there. So as um, Prompto, Ignis, and Gladio are all fighting all these demons, um, you escape. Noctis escapes. And um, he makes it to the crystal, and just as he touches the crystal, he starts getting sucked in. And... As he's being sucked in, Arnon shows up and kind of reveals the whole evil plot, which is still a mystery. <laughs> well, the way I understood it was, well, for one thing, you learn his true name and you end up, he is of Lucian blood, Lucius blood, I don't know. And his real name is Arden Lucius Callum. Um, and the way I understood it is that he, because of the Star Scourge, he was for somehow cleansing the people of it but because he was cleansing them he was taking them into his body and now this is what thousands of years in the past yes. or 11 11 000 yeah, or something like that it, there, was a, there was an exact date or something and because he had taken these into his body i believe the gods or the crystal or both determined him unclean if you will sure and they cursed him to a life of mortality and I don't know. It makes me feel kind of bad because if that is the case, can you blame him for being a bad guy? Because he kind of did all this stuff for this people, but because of that, he's now unclean and he is no longer fit for the throne. And so they cut him from his... Bloodline. From his bloodline, basically. And I think that's one of the reasons why he changes his name. Um, but now, because of this, his main motive is just to take revenge on this bloodline, to just, just cut it off and destroy the crystal. And, and the world, and really. And the world, really. That's, well, that's what ends up... Because his... eventually it twists his mind and he becomes yeah. this evil type of a... And, you yeah. know, they kind of tell you that that's what happens, but then it's like, how cruel, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, oh, yeah. it's kind of a cruel... So I don't know if that's the right story. It seems very cruel, and I kind of liked that, though, that thought of, you know, I did all this stuff, and yet I'm still being cut off. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like there's something we're still missing, which, again, goes back to the story. Like, we had to dig this information up. I really... You have to really read the information given to you throughout this this whole story being yeah. fed to you in these papers and these... And I think... Even with like the uh, the summons and stuff and the cosmo- cosmology, yeah, whatever, like the little books, you have to really 
learn that stuff yeah. to really understand what's going on. Uh, so Noctis gets absorbed into the crystal. Yes. And within the crystal, he meets up with Bahamut, who kind of oh, ex- explains a few things to you. Like uh, a lot of Arden's history and why he's um, he needs to be killed in order for the daylight to come back. And um, the crystal spits him back out onto this island. And as players, you notice that Noctis is older, but Noctis doesn't really seem to notice. See, I thought... Because I thought, I'm like, he looks older, but I thought, well, maybe Maybe it's his just beard been... just grew out. Right, well, I thought maybe it had been, like, a week or two. No, it's been a whole ten whopping years. Yeah, here. well, and Noctis doesn't even figure that out until he makes it back to land. Because he's, he's marooned on this island for some reason. And <laughs> um, he he's able to make it back to land. And um, the it's constant night there. And there's demons everywhere. Everyone. And they're taking over the town. You end up back in one of the towns that you've been to, and uh, they're just everywhere. They're inside the buildings. They're inside the the inn. They're they're everywhere. So you make it back to the road, and one of the characters picks you up and kind of explains how it's been ten years, and you know he's been eagerly awaited for all this time. And um, he escorts Noctis back to town, where he can he can uh, meet back up with his friends and uh, continue on to to save right. the world. Basically, during these ten years, his friends have been doing hunts, being huntsmen, I guess, if you will. Like they don't really get together like they used to. They've really been working alone or just with one another on occasion. And sure. So after you reunite with your friends, you decide it's finally time, you need to suit up and go find Arden, who's been sitting in Insomnia waiting for Noctis. And Insomnia is the Lucius crown city. So Noctis' home, basically, yeah. is where Arden has been staying. <clears throat> Which, so they, when they suit up and they go back into town... They're wearing full... Impi- er, impi- king Lucius, garb. Yeah, king garb. It's, it, and they looked really cool. They, they did. Were, yeah, they did. Which it makes sense because this is a Lucius family that we're dealing with. This bloodline. Well, you know, makes... it's... Noctis is dressed in his king outfit and uh, his friends are dressed in king's glaive outfits. Yeah. And it's very appropriate. It's it really it's exactly was. what it needed to be. So they make it back into Insomnia, the Crown City, and they go straight up to the castle gate, and they are confronted with uh, Ifrit. Arden kind of explains how Ifrit just doesn't like humans like everyone else does. So you are, which is vastly different from Shiva, who has been helping helping you the whole time. time. And well, and then you kind of got. Leviathan, who was not so keen on helping, but... Helped anyway. Helped. Well, he Noctis proved himself worthy right. of, of her help. So, Which I thought was interesting, that Leviathan was considered a woman. A female. Well, a female, I guess. Yeah, I guess. The... But, um, yes, you're fighting Ifrit, who doesn't really care for you, which I thought was a neat twist on the summons. And Ifrit actually was a really cool fight. There was a lot of cool cutscenes. You were forced into summoning Bahamut and Uh, Shiva, and they kind of helped do some of the finishing moves. But that was a really cool fight. That was really cool. And then then you go into the the castle and you confront Arnon, who knocks out your party, and then you are just a one-on-one. Arnon and Noctis, and Obviously, an epic battle and a handful of cutscenes later, and you've beat the game. Woo! 
<laughs> so the end the end of the game you are you kill Arnon he goes into the beyond is what he called it yeah. in air the quotes canal. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Noctis who when he was originally in the crystal exp- was explained to by um, Bahamut. Bahamut that in order to bring back the light of the world he has to sacrifice himself because the people fight for the king, and therefore the king... The the people must... sacrifice all for the yes. kings, therefore the king must sacrifice all for the people. Yes. And... I thought that was very fitting. I I thought it was... I was a little sad. It was but sad, was but really it, was, it was a nice kind of final way of, yeah. you know... So Noctis goes into the throne room and summons all of his ancestors. He does say goodbye to his friends. He does. First. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a handful of heart-filled, you know, goodbyes and he goes in and he kind of summons all the kings of the past and they do him in. And with uh, his dad, King Regis, being the last final sword. As Noctis passes away, he goes into the beyond. And they have one last fight with Ardenin. And as Noctis finishes Ardenin off with a little help from Luna Freya, Ardenin is turned to dust. So um, Ardenin's officially gone. Noctis is dead, but he he has a, a final moment with Luna Freya in kind of a wedding ceremony yeah. type thing. In the afterlife. And you know, he's he's made peace. Yeah. He's, you know, in the beyond, he's with his his lovely bride and <laughs> it was know, a little cheesy, I'm not gonna lie. That well, ending most there. a lot of Final Fantasy games, the endings are a little cheesy, but it it was good. I didn't have any problems with the ending. Um, there were a lot of plot holes throughout the entire game. A few of them seemed like that there was a handful of easy, easy fixes. Yeah. Um, one of them specifically that I wanted to talk about was Gladio's disappearance. (laughs) So halfway through the game, Gladio randomly was like, Hey guys, I got something to do. And then is gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there's no explanation. I think... They're they're coming out with DLC that might explain this missing time, but the only thing you have is he comes back with these scars on his face, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. And the other guys are just like, okay, (laughs) he had stuff to do. Yeah, (laughs) it just it was weird. It It was was a weird. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cool because you're given a chance to fight with Aranea. So she she's kind of a, a side character that helps your team. She's actually part of the Imperial Army who then Briefly, who yeah. then breaks away from the army to kind of help eradicate demons. But, I mean, that was kind of neat that you got to fight with her. Um, there was also a spot where, you know how, like, we talked about how Noctis gets absorbed in the crystal and then is dropped off ten years later? There's no... As a player, and really even as Noctis, there's no n- noticeable time delay. It's like you're with Noctis through the whole thing, and it's just like a flash. He's yeah. he's there, and then it's ten years later. So to us as players, there's no time difference. And when he gets back, everybody's like, oh, Noctis, I've missed you. And, you know, to yeah. them it's been ten years. And then after... It's like things just go back to normal after well, that. Well, it's like, even Noctis has been like, you know, I've really missed this. Oh, it's it's yeah. been so long. And it's like, no, it, it really hasn't. So I feel like that they should have had a chapter 
right after Noctis got absorbed into the crystal and before he came back where you played as Prompto or something. Yeah. Just to have this moment of time without Noctis yeah. to show, hey, you know, these are some of the things that we're doing and, you yeah. know, give you that time away to show that it's been 10 years. Then it would have been a really good opportunity for you to control a different player because on occasion Final Fantasies do that. Yeah, and, and you it didn't get that this opportunity. time. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, I wasn't sure if even Noctis was aware how long it was. But yeah, he acts like he's matured but some during this time. There's that. There's that one. That... There's that cutscene when they're all by the campfire, the last campfire that they have together. Yeah. And he's kind of, I, I think it, what they don't show in that cutscene is that he's explained to them that he has to sacrifice himself for the crystal for the world to be back. He doesn't actually say that, but that's what I assume. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's kind of saying his final goodbyes, but there's a line in there where he talks about, oh, it's been so long. It's been so long since we've had campfires yeah. and whatever. And they're, like, reminiscing of all these times. And it's like, again, as a player, this was just, you know, just two seconds two, ago. Two hours ago. Yeah. This was no big deal. <laughs> why does it, why is he yeah, reminiscing like he is? It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel necessary. So, I, again, if we'd have just had, like, one more chapter right there, I, it would have just made I it a little more seamless. We also need to talk about a little bit about Ravis, too, because we kind of talked about this uh, behind the scenes. How you get, you, you learn about, about Ravis in the Kingsglaive movie. His mother is killed during an Imperial raid. He blames the king, the king uh, for not saving for not them. Saving them. And he is out for revenge on, uh, which I, I'm guessing on Noctis' dad, I'm assuming. But he acts like he wants revenge on everyone and insomnia and whatnot. And he is not happy with Luna marrying Noctis and he doesn't want her going anywhere. And like the next thing you know, all of a sudden he's like, I need to give the sword back. And is like, you need to deliver the ring to Noctis. It's just like, he... You don't see him very much in the game, but he is clearly a semi-key character. They're, they're trying to make him more important than yeah, he really, so really what it was. seems to so be. They, they, they make him very important. He's even like designed like an important character. Yeah. He's got the white hair, the white outfit. They worked him up, and then there's just nothing. There's no sustenance to his so here's, story. Here's how I interpret Ravis. I feel like he was bitter about King Regis right. for not saving Luna and himself, Ravis. They get abducted by uh, the Imperial Nation, and Tenebrae gets taken over. Because of his bitterness, he joins the, the army for, for revenge. Yeah. I think that what he wants is the throne. I think what he's aiming for is the throne, because in the movie, he, he, puts, on, the he puts on the ring. And... I when I originally saw Ravis, I was totally confused because I thought he died. Yeah, I in know. The movie. I know. I and mean, they really made it seem like he had died. I think the only way you find out that he does, I, they might address it later. I don't they know. do, but the first time you hear about it is on that little radio. Yeah, and they kind of talk about how cool his arm is, <laughs> and then later on on the boat when you're going to Altitia, Noctis is kind of talking to the guys about how uh, they noticed his mm -hmm. arm and that it was different, and they wondered what happened. But I think that Ravis 
while originally bitter about the whole situation and he really wanted revenge on everyone involved. Sure. I think because Luna Freya was so in love with Noctis, I think that that love changed his mind and he ended up not so much being on the good side, but more just being on Luna's side and therefore wanting to help get the, the sword to Noctis. It, um, See, yeah. That, Regis's sword to Noctis. And... This, that totally makes sense. And I I agree. I think But that sounds... it's a lot of hypothetical. Right. I mean, I, I agree it, it, they don't explain it. And that's what I'm saying, you know, is if you're not really digging into this story, like I'm saying, it looks like this guy has no idea what he's really doing. He right. looks like he's wishy-washy and he's... They, apparently he's a terrible fighter too. I think that's what was mentioned. Like he, and eventually they, uh, I believe they kill him. They, they kill do. him. Uh, he was executed for helping Luna Freya, I believe. No, uh, they made up something. Oh, the attack on um, the attack on Leviathan uh, or something they like that. Him for yeah, that. they they blamed him on that. So because of that, he was sentenced to death. Well, really, I think it was just Arden and killing him just because he was trying to help Noctis at some point in some way. And see, that's that's one Again, of the points I said. We're you, making this up. I mean, you, we have to. We have to fill in the blanks exactly. for the game. In, and, and this is what I think that what they wanted. They wanted you to think about stuff like that. But because it wasn't very well explained... You are, for one thing, you're guessing, but it'd be one thing if you like, well, maybe it was, it was this, maybe it was that, but it was really, I have no idea. There's just no idea. Like you needed more. And is it, is it, is this because they want you to think, or is it also because they just didn't think and didn't put it in there? Like, is it, were they being careless? Were they, was the focus not in the story and all on the map? I don't know. So while, while we're on this topic of the story... I kind of wanted to bring up a, a possibility of a future game or maybe a p- prequel to the game because I feel like there's a lot of content that has potential as a backstory. You, you've got King Regis who also went on a very similar trip and there's a lot of bits and pieces that happen during King Regis's reign yeah. and his his adventure that like Sid touches on yeah. and Kor touches on and you've got like Shiva Shiva's dead like what happened there I'm sure um, that and and even Noctis in her wheelchair that's that true. all could be explained in this prequel yeah. of a game that I would be very well, interested in seeing. And you could also probably touch more on Arden's story. Oh, yeah, he absolutely. has a whole lot of more oh, yeah. to him than we And I think understand. that they may have left some of these plot holes Just in intentionally. Case. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I personally wouldn't mind a second yeah. game to this, as long as they don't screw it, totally screw it up. I but I... I think that's kind of been their trend, Square Enix's trend. I mean, look at the Final Fantasy thirteen series. They they went crazy with it. Yeah. The story is all over the place. But I think with fifteen, I think that they're playing this pretty well. I think that the movie fits really well with the game, and I think that a prequel to the game would really do this some good. I, I agree. I... I don't know how well the story was received with other people. I've heard people not like the movie and weren't as crazy about the game, but I really liked this game. I really liked the story. I wanted more from this story that I didn't receive, but I did really like this, and I really kind of hope that that would be a possibility. 
But on the other hand, it's... I just hope it's a little more explained for that, because this movie, or this movie, this game, um, it just, it seemed very sloppy to me. Story-wise. Story-wise, sure. yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, well, as a good segue into, um, well, actually I was going into gameplay, so oh, I guess okay. I did. Oh, okay, move to gameplay. Okay, all right. Well, as, as a good segue into gameplay, the story takes place in these chapters, and my problem when I was playing the game was that you got a very small chunk of story, this huge long <laughs> bit of gameplay, and then this itty bitty chunk of story again. And that's the whole reason why I played it a second time. I played it once through for the the game as a whole, right. and learning the fighting style, and learning what I liked, and kind of getting a, a general idea of what yeah. the story was but then i played it again because when you play it the first time you get those stories in those small chunks where the second time you can do a new game plus yeah. where you have your your items you have your level that you could roll over and then you can just play the game as yeah. a story and when i did that it made the game seem so much more coherent and so much more yeah i can definitely tell so you so much absorbed, better laid out i only played it once i can definitely tell you absorb a I lot more i strongly this time. suggest that you play it again as a new game plus and just play the story i have to say i spent i, I we had a lot of time with this game than uh, most games we play and uh, I got a little rushed near the end because we had our own, so we were moving in the in the background. But uh, I spent quite a bit of time doing all these different side quests and all these different things. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with the story that you can do. You can play this game for hours. Oh yeah, and hours oh, without yeah. really. Well, how long did it take you roughly to just do the storyline? How many hours do you? It was think? twelve hours. Twelve oh, hours just just for the storyline. It was twelve hours. So if you take into account. 12 hours of just storyline and basic basic battling yeah. that you're kind of forced into. My first gameplay was... Where did I write it 54 down? 54 hours. 54 hours. So, I mean, that's... That's a lot, that's, of, a lot less... Uh, that's, what, 42 hours of... Fighting quests. Side quests. So, yes. And, I mean... Running that's around. that's pretty normal for a Final Fantasy, more oh, or less. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, not just overall time, the 40, uh, 54 hours. That's that's normal for a Final Fantasy, and even the side quests are normal. But it's the it's the lack of balance of story and side quests yes, that definitely. I I had a problem with. And it was you know you had the very beginning, the first like what nine chapters of the game is very open world, which was awesome. I loved that right. aspect. But for trying to piece together this vague storyline didn't help. the The open world didn't help that. So, I mean, you kind of had a downfall there. But on the other hand, I loved the open <laughs> world. I loved it. I loved the fighting style. I loved the open world. I loved all the side quests. It was great in that you aspect. Know, the open world was really good, but it wasn't as open as I would have liked it to be. Yeah, there was there a were few some spots. spots. You couldn't even go over. And, like, it clearly looked like you could. But you couldn't. Like, it was really blocky. You had to go all the way around if you wanted to. There was a couple spots that they put boundaries on and it was literally you walked up to it and you were you couldn't go further yeah. it was like an invisible wall and it kind of made me feel like really you know how hard would it have been to put a row of thick trees yeah. here or something something to make it less invisible yeah <laughs> 
So I don't know. There there was a couple things, um, but overall, I mean, you still had this huge. It, it's a huge, huge yeah. map. I mean, you're well, given for Final Fantasy standards. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's a huge map, and it was a lot of fun to go and explore. There's so many things that you can do for side quests. And there's, uh, with leveling up and stuff, like, items are reoccurring always. Like, they're always re-updating their items and their, uh, food. And that was, I liked that, but it had its downfall. Like, you wanted to collect all the items? No, well, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but what I really mean is, like, buying potions or finding mega elixirs was, like, nothing. nothing it was no yeah. big deal. You know, Where in previous <laughs> games it was like, oh my gosh, a mega elixir! You know, like, so holy crap! That's funny because uh, my end of the game, because I was so rushed, um, my last few fights, I plowed through a lot of my high potions and my elixirs, and my husband was like, you're using a lot of items. Are you gonna be okay? And I laughed, and I, I looked through my... I had, like... 30 mega elixirs, like, a whole bunch of mega potions, a whole bunch of mega phoenixes. Like, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, dying in this game was, like, nothing. Yeah. I, you it know, was, I like, did, no big deal. I did game over once, and I think it's because they didn't quite understand that I was supposed to use a phoenix down in that point. I, I mean, other than that, you really cannot. I gamed over three times in my two times of playing. Oh, really? The first time was, there's that spot right in... Like, during the train ride where you have to uh, warp to the airships, when you're on top of the train, oh, you have you know to warp what? I to the airships. I did game over that. I was just referring to the battle, I guess. Oh, but I agree. Yes, I did I also gamed over that. there because I couldn't figure out where the next warp was. Yes, I am the same And thing. so I was stuck in the ship and it, I died. The second time I was f- in that in that same stinking area, I was uh, fighting all those guys right before you get on top of the train. Yeah. When the tank comes down, and I was stuck fighting those guys, and I couldn't make it to the oh. tank, and the tank blew up the train, and then I died. Those make me so flustered. I, I'm such <laughs> a bad gamer sometimes. It's frustrating because it's out of your control. Yeah. You can't like I. Physically could not make it to the tank. The enemies in front of me would not let me pass them to make it to the tank. So I was stuck with the game over, which was okay. I, the second time through, I plowed through it. It was Did, no big deal. My final sure, one sure. was um, during the final fight with uh, Arden. And um, we were flying through the air, and he killed me. And I used the Phoenix down, and I was fighting, and it, it gave me a game over screen. Aww. While I was still fighting. You know, I it's like, I don't know if it was because I died, but I used the Phoenix down, and I, I was still fighting. I did notice that I would have Noctis use a, uh, a high potion or an elixir or something, and I noticed that, I don't know if I was doing it, like if I was canceling it out by hitting another button, but it, he wouldn't do oh, it sometimes. Oh, he, he wouldn't do it sometimes. I noticed that too, and I I don't think that it's so much that he wasn't going to do it as much as it was there's a lag because he was still in the process of sure. of doing an action. So like he's attacking something or whatever, and then know. you use a potion, and so normally he's... when that does it though, you don't have the option to reapply. That. That's true. And so, so maybe he just doesn't do it. I don't know if it was because be- I, I wonder like maybe I'm canceling this. Maybe it's because just a glitch. It, I could really be anything. Did this game make you frustrated at all? Getting stuck in spots or getting pummeled by enemies? You uh, just the just sometimes, all? just sometimes. No, I I didn't get overly. Oh yeah, yeah. The jumping thing pissed me <laughs> off quite a bit. This is kind of. I guess this isn't really a glitch. This is just bad game mechanics. The the X button, and if you've played this game, you know exactly, exactly. what yes. I'm talking about. The X button is the command for jump. 
but it's also co- the command to pick yeah. items up. Talk. The problem is <laughs> that your camera has to be absolutely focused well, on the, it. it. No, not even. Your Noctis has to be completely still for you to be able to press the X button to actually pick up an item or interact with someone. So, therefore, if you're in motion or if you don't have that X, the X symbol to pick up the item on screen, you will jump. So, if you're... Like, even chocobos. You're walking up to your chocobo to get on, yep. and instead of getting on him, you, you just, just jump, jump in front of him. And then it asks you to jump to your chocobo. Yeah, in, in midair. So it's it's so frustrating. What I think they should have done is... Now, I'm not a game designer. I'm not a game developer, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I say this like, all they have to do, but I don't know. <laughs> but it's more of... If, if they could have somehow put a priority over picking up items or getting on, you know, interacting... Over I, jumping. I think the square I button would have been, been acceptable. Yeah, I agree. Some other button. Square button was not utilized whatsoever. It seems well, it was like dodge. It was, but, yeah. Um, but when you're not in battle, because circle is only attack. And which, by the way, okay, so circle attacks, correct? Right. Which you don't attack when you're not in uh, in a battle mode, if you will. But should you jump and hit circle, you would draw your weapon. There's no reason. And, and that happens so often when you jump and hit circle. <laughs> hey, and, man, what yeah, are you doing? And your guys are, Watch like, getting it. ticked off at you. Or if you are... A lot of times I'll be showing up to fight someone. Fight a, a monster yeah. who's in front of me. Before I get into the, the fight... I tend to change my weapon. And if I change my weapon, he pulls his yes. sword out and, like, swings yeah. it around. And <laughs> when man. he does that, yeah, all the characters are like, whoa, what are you doing? It's like, D- calm down. I'm just changing my weapon. <laughs> like, I don't have any other choice. Like, that's the that only was, way to do it. Yes. And that that was kind of annoying. And the characters, the other, the, the dialogue for your other characters were kind of annoying in, in spots. Yes, they were. Fishing was a nightmare. Oh my gosh. Your, your line's getting low. You're like yeah. not even at 50%. You're I like, know. it's Over fine. and over and over again. Like, oh, just shut up. <laughs> and it would happen two or three times just trying well, to throw your line I out noticed, there. I, I didn't fish a whole lot, but I did notice uh, that the harder the fish were to get, the easier it was to snap. So if it was at 50%, you might want to actually swap it. But it still was super annoying. If you're fishing for some something itty bitty, and they're like, you might want to respool your. Well, like, my uh, my problem was is I would only be like halfway down, and they would start whining about it, and it's like. It's I'm fine. just, all the fish that I've caught so far, I've only used like a quarter yes. of my line. Why would I waste a whole line right, just I to know. fill it up? That's stupid. Although fishing line was fairly inexpensive, but it was very frustrating. It was just annoying because I like to be frugal you, with my equipment and I want to utilize that line all the way to the end. While we're talking about our lovely characters, there's also a point when Ignis joins you. <laughs> this is a just blind Ignis. A blind Ignis. So okay, setting the scene, I was not aware that Ignis goes blind near the end because they start out saying that it just needs to heal. So I'm like, okay, but he insists on going with you into this dungeon. Like, yes, that seems perfectly acceptable. 
a blind man is going with us in a dungeon. When we can't protect him, he can't fight. And all of a sudden, you see him with the blind man cane. Like, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. And not only that, he they even tell you, Ignis walks slow. Okay, that's fine. He's walking with this cane, and he's going towards the ledge. And I go, huh, that's kind of funny. He could just walk right off. And then he tripped. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, if there was not obviously this ledge that we had been talking about, the boundary ledge, he would have fallen off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I that 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 was very that dungeon alone needs a topic all, all on itself <laughs> a topic and a score of zero. This, hey man, this dungeon we need to stick together. Okay, so a little bit of backstory of this dungeon. This dungeon is during the train ride, and the train ride comes after your fight with Leviathan. Your fight with Leviathan is where. Ignis gets his sight Damaged, lost, yes. and um, Luna Freya dies. So right after this happens, you jump on a train and you head towards the Empire. So there's a stop on this train where you can go and get a another um, king's, a uh, king's sword, sword yeah. and um, those are always accompanied by a dungeon. So as you're going into this dungeon, now we're Remember, Luna just died. This is Noctis's betrothed. It's Noctis's childhood friend. He's a little mopey. He's he's upset, and I totally get it. And Gladio is being an asshole about it. <laughs> he's just he, he really is, was. It he's was being a so mean to Noctis that Noctis is moping around. It's fine. And it's like I got it to a very small extent. Like I get it. You know, you, you gotta be a king. Gotta, it's it's time to you know it was do what you gotta much. do. But yeah, he was outright the rude. Whole, everyone. You know what? I I go. I kept telling Brandon, I was like, it's like I'm with a whole bunch of PMSing women. It's like they just can't get along. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> it was so bad. So then you go into this dungeon, and everyone has an attitude. It, Gladio, Gladio is is being moody. He's like passive aggressive over it, everything. Ignis, Ignis is just like he's just blind. He's he can't walk. He's just like and I'm Prompto. Here. Prompto is stuck in the middle. Because uh, of the whole thing. So he's trying to be nice, but it's not coming out very well. And you're going into this dungeon. Um, Gladio is, like, yelling at you every five steps to so slow much down. So sticking together. Hey, why don't you slow it? Or something like that. Yeah, slow it down. And Ignis says nothing. And, I, 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 and all he does is trip the entire, entire dungeon. Poor Ignis. He's tripping over, and he, he can't fight with his normal weapons, so he's practically useless. They told him, you should stay behind, and he insists, no, I should go. I'm like... This seems like a very terrible idea. <laughs> Let's take the blind man into this dungeon where there's clearly going to be monsters the, and a boss fight. The only good news was the boss fight, while it was difficult and stupid because he aggros after you kill him, he aggros and then yeah. you have to kill him again. But, but it yeah, it was a Marlboro, and you got to fight the baby Marlboros. Yeah, it was kind of cool, cool too. Um, but. It, it wasn't t- terribly challenging. No, it wasn't. And um, after the boss fight, everyone kind of says their their bit, and it's over. You don't have to deal with it anymore. And it just made that scene like, oh, finally. You know, there is a point in time, though, where just briefly you are with Ignis again, and they do say that again. 
they say, hey, man, you want to try slowing down or something like that? Ooh, so much for sticking together. Something like really? that. Really? Yeah, it wasn't oh, very I didn't, long. I didn't but, know that. Uh, you don't really... I think it was when you uh, you joined the party again or something. When you're at the Empire. Oh, maybe. But you don't, because you're going kind of slow anyway and everything's kind of confined, you don't really get too far ahead. So let's, let's talk about that, too. <laughs> the, the walking slow thing. I'm, oh, I'm, I know I'm what done, you're talking I'm about. done with the blindigness. I, I've said my bit on the blindigness. Oh, That's I over. I keep going, but go on. But the, when you're in a dungeon, you walk. I know! Disgustingly it's like, slow. It's like, it's dark out, we better be careful. And he doesn't just, like, walk normal-paced, he doesn't even do the, like, trot, like he's he, like, waddles. A building. Yeah. He, like, waddles, and it's so annoying, yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah, I agree. And even when you try and run, you run a little bit, but it's just, like, a it's faster waddle. You don't even have the stamina bar, I think. No, you like, don't. You, you can't actually run right. unless you're in a, a fight. And that I was doing that half the time, like in the final dungeon, I was letting those those um, MTs that would chase yeah. you. I would let them chase me just so that I could get from point A to point yeah. B faster. Because you can oh, run smart. when you're being chased. I just <laughs> this drove my husband nuts, but I because I <sighs> didn't like the chase thing. I no. Well, uh. the problem is I'm as much as I love games, I'm a terrible gamer. <laughs> I am terrible at stealth missions, and I was terrible at the stealth missions. And he said it was frustrating because uh, instead of being careful and sneaky and letting them do their things, I would just go in and kill them. Like, I didn't even care. <laughs> I would do that too, and yeah. It was easier to just kill them than it was to try and go around them and have, you, have yes. them fight you anyway. And he said, he goes, you know, because we were talking about how... They were trying to make it seem kind of like this horror survival thing. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I told him, I'm like, it just, I go, I don't know if it's because of how I play or if it's just because Square Enix, it just was a Square Enix Final Fantasy or if they were trying to make it easy, but it just didn't feel like it led up to what I think they wanted it to. But I think he, I agree with him. He was just saying, because I just go right in there and I kill everything. But I like that being an option, though, because I hate being that yeah. type of thing. I like being... I don't like it having to be a necessity that you have to be stealthy and you have to right. my do it this way. My first time through with that final dungeon... Um, I, I was, so I was on edge. I was on yeah, edge I was through, on edge through that. The and first part, yeah. The jump scares really got me and the chasing MTs really got me too. And, um, it. Until you got your sword. <laughs> once, once you get your sword and you can actually defend yourself Properly, decently. Yeah. Um, it got significantly easier and the load is kind of let off of your shoulders a little bit. Yes. And you can, you can kind of roam around you know, a little more freely. I have to say though, <sighs> The ring was kind of sucky, I'm not going to lie. It was very sucky. But um, the holy, when you defend, you would also be offensive with that. And it attacked quite a few enemies, quite a bit. As I recall, I could be wrong, but it seems like they didn't update and uh, the ring was better. And oh, I don't know if... I don't and, know, you know if it that, did update around that time. I, was I don't. Doing I that. don't. I don't know if that was the case. If it actually did update that, but I did notice that the first time through, which I beat the game the first time through within like two weeks of getting it. So I beat this game like a long time ago. But I I went through and played it again before the podcast. And the second time through, it was significantly easier. And I couldn't tell if it was significantly easier because I had played it once through and I knew what to expect, or if it was because the ring was better. I 
It was a little bit quicker doing the death spell. It was a little bit quicker doing the, like, Ultima spell or whatever it was. No, that Ultima spell was really cool, and I liked using that, especially if you had a horde of enemies. But the the only down part of the ring is that that spell, the Ultima and the death spell, would take so long that enemies would knock you out of casting it, which I think you can resume it a little bit. Yeah, you can. But it still was like, it just, because of that lag, it just was... Too much. So the only time I really used it was to use Holy, which was the defense. And yeah. it really, and you know, honestly, I used that um, in the first half of the fight with Arden, and I, it took me less than a minute to get to phase two with him. Oh, it, really? It really, it went really fast. Really? And I had the guide, to be fair, because I was trying to beat this game as fast sure. as I could to meet this deadline. But they said if you are defensive slash offensive, you can get to this part through really quick. And it really was. If you use holy, it gets... And I also had... Uh, because I had parried so well, a Leviathan was cast. I believe that's why Leviathan was casted. Huh. But it, it really... It drained his HP down to half. Well, I know. I I didn't get any summons during the Arden fights. Really? But um, Lori got Titan. And that was really cool inside Insomnia. When Titan yeah, comes really up cool. out of the out of the city and like throws a big old rock. <laughs> it was so cool. I have to say my favorite summon was probably Shiva. But Shiva, Leviathan was pretty cool. Leviathan has an awesome look. But we'll get into that in, yeah. in graphics soon. Let's talk about the battle system. I like well, the battle system. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> the end. Well... <laughs> <laughs> we we just recently played through the demos, and uh, we can. I think we both can agree that the battle system is a lot better than what it could have been. Oh yeah, absolutely. I <clears throat> right out of the gate, I like the battle system. Yeah. Um. It. I was fully expecting a Kingdom Hearts battle system, which mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't like. Yeah, it's not the best. Um. But. And that's why I was kind of reserved when I was originally playing this game. Like, oh no, I'm afraid of this battle system because it's supposed to be like Kingdom Hearts. But I think what saves it, at least in my point of view, is the warping technique. Yeah, the warping because is so cool. you can kind of go from one end of the room to the other without any hesitation, and I loved that. And you're still fighting with the sword. You're not stuck to like, oh well, he's on the other side of the room. I have to pull out my gun yeah. now. It just it made it it made it so much quicker. It made it smooth, and I I, thought it was I really very liked cinematic, it. Really, yeah, and you it was don't really, really cool. get that effect very often in games when you're doing it yourself. The fight with Aranea, the first fight with Aranea, she she's like a, what would you call her, dragoon? Yeah, she's a dragoon. Um, she could do this jump move, and she would fly way up in the air. Well, then you could teleport to her. So it was very much like a typical Final Fantasy game yeah. where you're like <laughs> clashing in the air. It was just like was that because really cool. you would you would go and like warp to her and attack her, and then she'd attack you back, and you'd fly back, and then you could warp back to her again. Mm-hmm. And oh man, it was so cool! You're flying through the yes. air, and sparks are flying. And, oh it man, was really cool. unfortunately, that fight was only like two, two minutes, minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so cool. I, the warping and I a little bit of like defending too, where you can phase through your enemies. Yeah, that was cool. cool. In fact, that whole anytime you had like the blue sparkly effect, and was even cool. the warping to higher points to 
help you get a field view. Yeah. And also it, it helped your... being bombarded. Yeah, and it also helped your MP, which was really nice. Yeah. So you could, you know, if you were out of MP, you could teleport to a higher spot and gain MP and kind of get this overall I, view and try and attack also someone. Also, the nice thing, too, is, is while it's kind of cheap to a degree to, like, escape your enemies, on the other hand, some of, like, especially bosses, they could sometimes get you while you're up there. So yeah. it wasn't that you could necessarily take too much advantage of it where it takes away from the game. It was it was just enough to help you if you needed it. So that was really nice, I thought. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, that yeah, aspect. The battle system in general was... With with its with its layout and everything, it was a lot. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say downfall to the battle system, and I don't remember what it was. I don't really think there was a. I the only downfall I can think of is when you use some of your. Uh, I don't know what they were called. Your link, not your linked. Oh yeah, your. Um, I think they were called linked linked attacks yeah, or something like that. They sometimes wouldn't always hit their enemies. Oh, that that's that's what I was going to say, is that you can't choose your enemies. Yeah. You can't choose who you were going to fight. So, like, if you're fighting a group of five people and one of them, or five monsters, and one of them is an iron giant, you have no way of specifically selecting that iron giant. Think- Normally... You can select an enemy and then, like, tab over some... Well, when you lock on, you can kind of tab over, but you can't... There's no way of locking on to any specific enemy. You know, I have to say, uh, my my camera use was in constant... I was constantly having to use my analog stick to move my camera, which was fine. I was comfortable enough doing that. But I think that was the only way I could really lock onto my enemies is I really had to be locked onto my enemies Right, myself. yeah, you'd have to be able to see it in the, the camera to be yeah. able to lock on. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe there is a, a button that you can press to switch enemies, but it, if if there was, it wasn't immediately noticeable for me to be able to do that. It oh. just it made it really annoying when I was trying to... Like, no, I don't want to fight Iron Giant A because he has yeah. more HP than Iron Giant B, yes. who's about dead. Let me kill him and be over with it, you know? Yeah, that was pretty frustrating. So let's move on to uh, magic crafting. What'd you think of that? Um, it was cool. I used my magic more near the end, but I didn't, and I still don't think I fully understand how to get my guys to stop running into my magic. <laughs> There's no way to do and it. And I would get attacked by... I would, like, do it as far away as possible, and then I... And, you know, I wasn't just, like, doing, like, 35 elements. I was doing 99 of fire, 99 of thunder, 99 of blizzard, and throwing some stops in there or something. And my magic would be this huge buffed-up magic, and then it would hurt me in the end. And yeah. I mean, it was nice if you wanted to end a battle quickly, but... It... I... The only time I used my magic was with the huge, massive M- MT drops. When they, yeah. you know, knocked us overhead. Yeah. You know, they would come and, and the, the hatch would open up. You could kind of get an idea of how many were up there. And if there was like 10 of them, like there were sometimes, yeah. you could set a spell right underneath them, yeah. and as soon as they all dropped, you let it loose, and they would all die just like that. It was awesome. I think the only time I fully, with full intent, planned to use my magic was the battle with Ifrit, and I had a whole bunch of blizzards stocked up. I, the second time through, now granted I was a little bit stronger the second time mm-hmm. through because I had played it once, and it was a new game plus, I didn't use any magic. Oh, really? The first time through, I used... A significant amount of magic. 
But I didn't know that you could equip items. Oh, no. Throughout the entire first gameplay, I had no idea you could equip items. So I was stuck with Thundra, yeah. Fire and Blizzra. I didn't know how to get the Agas because I didn't understand that you could equip items that would help you. And did you understand you could use also you could do like a unicast with all three of them? Yeah, so, I did. Okay. I didn't know that. You just um, didn't know that you could use I didn't, some of those. I didn't know that I could use that four spot. I I thought that that four spot was going to be a secondary element that you I could see. absorb that would let you later on in the game. Yeah, that like would let you kind of mishmash, you know, more element uh, combinations. What was nice about that was uh, they gave you the option so that you could heal your guys. Well, at least yourself when you casted it. But then uh, there was a couple in there that, like, the coins and stuff, you know, all those coins mm-hmm. you find? They give you extra XP mm. with your magic if you cast it, which was really nice. I mean, granted, you can farm XP no problem in this game if you do it right. Right. But, um, that was a nice little added bonus. But I don't know. The magic really wasn't very strong in this game. It was cool, and it was very much in the way but <laughs> yeah that that was, was probably okay. the biggest downfall to the magic was that every time you would cast thunder yeah. all your characters was like and, you know, <laughs> the beginning you only have very limited slots you eventually build up your slots but every time i would go to an element spot i felt like i had to collect as much as i wanted to and then i'd see something i'd be like Ugh. So I'd go in and craft my magic because I would be full, <laughs> absorb all I, this magic. I was like that it, the first time. It through, almost yeah. felt like a challenge, and eventually, and then near the end too, you have a lot of opportunities to draw as much magic as you can. But it kind of became a chore after a while, and then I was like, I don't even use magic. Why do yeah, I even care? I had that too. <laughs> now, the second time through, I noticed that all of the magic. What were they called? Magic slots. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You could you could collect flask. Yeah, sense. that's what it was. Flask. You could collect them, but the second time through, you can collect them again. So you oh, can no. double up your magic slots in you know your your menu to have they definitely as many as you want. It wouldn't have been as bad as if, if it weren't for the fact that your max was ninety nine, and that might be an attribute you can change later on. I don't know. I didn't look through them all, but. Uh, only being able to absorb 99, because that's how it was for me through my entire game. Yeah, it was that was my problem, too. And that's why I didn't want to collect them. I was like, well, why bother? <laughs> and but, you would only be able to collect half of one yeah. element spot, and then you'd have to go somewhere else. And, and I also yeah, got frustrated it when it told me I was full. It's like, I can clearly see that I am full. You don't need to tell me every time. And then I'd have to hit X. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the uh, micro games in this this game? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of them. The darts were okay, but I thought that the Justice Monsters minigame was kind of... I didn't understand Did it, you, I guess. Did um, you play... only played it like once. <laughs> Did you play the Chocobo races? Um, yes, I did, but I only got up... To, I only beat Gladios. I couldn't beat Ignis, and then I just kind of stopped. Is Gladio the first one, or is Prompto? Prompto's, Prompto's the first, the first one, one. Gladio's the second one. I beat Prompto. I couldn't beat Gladio. And it wasn't until later on in my second game that I noticed that you could do, like, this turbo slide thing. And that's how you beat oh. the, the other levels. If you push, while you're running, if you push L1. Oh, your break? Yeah, your yeah. break. He'll do this, like, slide. Yes. And then you can turn corners faster. And when you let off the break after the slide, he, he like, does going. this, like, super trot. Oh, 
So it's kind of like a bonus, like an extra stamina boost I for see. just a second, but it's enough to give you like oh, a small advantage. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. No, and then once I found out that I could do this turbo slide, I was doing it all over the place. <laughs> I was just like turbo sliding yeah. around trees and turbo sliding down the field. and I... That wasn't too bad. I did play those a little bit. And even uh, Brandon hopped up. He kept getting frustrated because I have inverted controls. But um, Brandon <laughs> wanted to play those. But the only thing that I found frustrating about the Chocobos was that your max level was 10. And I yeah. and I also didn't know that you could gain AP if you, if you oh, got yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the I didn't know that. Ascensions yeah. menu. Yes. I, I rode my Chocobos. Everywhere. <laughs> really? I was so happy about the chocobos. Just leave, I wrote them everywhere. Leave the regalia hammerhead. Yes, I'm taking the chocobo. I did, though. I left the regalia there for a long time. The car could have rusted by the time I used it. I was going wow. everywhere with my chocobos. And I was and I was stuck at level 10. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I thought it was cute, though, that they would help you kind of attack the the monsters on occasion. Although, what was the dash de chocobo? What was that option? I never understood it. I never looked it up. It was it was where he would attack the monsters. Was it? So why was it on the menu? Oh, no. It was so that you could run away from monsters, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. Because I obviously wasn't I, using I never, that menu. I never did it either, but um, that's what I assumed. I don't, I'll have to I don't try know. it out. I'd have to look at it. Yeah, the chocobos in this game, uh, I really enjoyed using them, utilizing them sure. in this game. And they're I, so pretty. Yeah, they were, I like I was saying earlier. Do you like that you could change the colors? Yes, I loved that, but I wanted black. Uh, I think they purposely didn't do black. Probably. Um, I wanted mine to be black and all my other guys' to be white, I or vice versa. I was walking through Altitia once, and I overheard somebody say, Did you know that there's no more black chocobos in the world? And I knew that there was still one. one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was interesting that you couldn't... Maybe you can somewhere. Maybe. I'm sure you probably can. But I didn't get one in my game. I didn't even know you could change your character's chocobos till later on. I didn't either. On. I didn't either. All of a sudden, I see... Uh, Iris's pink chocobo. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I want a pink one. <laughs> but no, I I thoroughly enjoyed the chocobos in this game. Like that was a nice little bonus. It wasn't necessary. It, well, I mean, it was necessary for me, but <laughs> it wasn't necessary, and it was a lot of fun. It was a nice. It's nice getting those little teasers from the other Final Fantasy games too, like fighting the Marlboro. Of course, you got to fight the Marlboro, but right. of course, there's got to be a chocobo. Although I felt like there wasn't very many Moogles in this game. <laughs> No, there wasn't, but it didn't bother me too much. Yeah. I, while I liked Moogles in the older games, once 13 hit and the Moogles were in 13 and they sounded like a bunch of children, <laughs> I didn't like them so much anymore. Aww. Yeah, I was kind of I, put off. I loved the Moogles because I nine is my favorite Final Fantasy, and you have the male delivery. Yeah, and and they're like super cool in all yeah. the older Final Fantasies, but the newer ones are not so yeah. cool. So what did uh, we need to talk about some of the glitches about this game? And there really was not that many. Did you run into any? Yes. Okay. I, you first. The most noticeable one would it only happened like once or twice, but um, my camera got stuck on occasion. And the only way that I knew how to get off of it, it was either to go camp or go to the wherever the trailer or whatever. And then uh, getting on my chocobo seemed to help uh, re realign my camera. I didn't get it stuck in a cave, thankfully, which yeah. I know I've heard. We've we've <laughs> ran into a few glitches. That was one of them. And the only way to 
uh, say to, the only way to get out of it was either to exit the cave and save and load it, or you're stuck with it. Yes. And I mean, really, what what we're talking about, in case you don't really understand, the camera will get stuck in one <laughs> s- one aspect, and sometimes I we had it once where. Noctis was like way off to the left and the camera was like looking in a different direction and you he was still on screen you could still do stuff but it was like really weirdly close and he was like way off to the side so it just felt weird when you're trying to control him for me it was almost like the camera was focused in a way like you were waiting for more dialogue yeah like you were getting ready for someone to walk in on the camera like you're waiting and i'm like I think the camera's stuck and I'm walking around. I'm like, what the heck is I going think, on? I think the problem was with the chocobos. Because the chocobos um, started up, I guess, a quote cut scene. Where basically the camera changes to show the chocobo. The chocobo does this thing and then the camera switches back. But uh-huh. I think the camera gets stuck somewhere in that transition. Yeah. The Mine other, wasn't even that. The other time that we noticed the issue was in the cave... In, in one of the dungeon caves, and uh, you would go, you know how you would squeeze between the rocks and, like, shimmy between the rocks? The camera would lock, and when the camera locks, then it unlocks when you make it to the other side, but I don't think it was actually doing the unlocking part, so you I would kind of, like, you, it would lock in place so that he could shimmy through, but then it wouldn't unlock, and then you were kind of stuck yeah. with it, always looking in one direction. The one I remember happened when uh, I was talking to one of the guys in one of the, like, food food places, mm-hmm. and it kind of got stuck. There was another one I haven't told you about, which I am remembering now that sure. I'm calling it but then uh the other one was uh i was riding my chocobos once i got on my chocobos and i my camera was focused on my guys and they were automatically on their chocobos too well because the chocobos they automatically are on theirs they were in this corner so ignis and gladios was on theirs and prompto was right on top of them on his chocobo just walking in circles (laughs) it was really funny um we had a couple different glitches. But what was your last one? You My last one, one is one of ones that you also had, which was the black water. And I do, uh, now that I think about it, I did have that. And I remember wanting to tell you, and I never did tell you. So, the black water glitch, and maybe, I, I've never heard of anybody else having this glitch, but I, it, I, I did can't. Have this once, if you yes. had it, then it can't be uncommon. Um, in Golden Keys, the like ocean Oceany. resort. The expensive seafood place. Yeah. They have this ocean view. And for whatever reason, when I did a fast travel travel to this town and the ocean like didn't load. The the texture for the ocean just didn't load. So it was like it was just a sea of black. I remember seeing that and I thought there was an event happening. Oh. That's I, I remember thinking that and nothing of course happened and I remember thinking I need to tell you about this. I can't believe I forgot. It was I such actually, a long time ago. I actually did that. I, I went there and was like walking around there trying to figure out what the heck was going on and Prompto eventually took a picture of the the team or something and in the picture the, the water was black. Really? So it was like huh. it wasn't even you know, it was in the game. It was stuck right. in the game somehow. So it was weird. It was really strange. You know, I have to admit, um, that picture-taking aspect, they did a really good job. It was like they really did take a picture from his, where his angle was. Yeah, and that's really cool. <laughs> I have a p- 
picture of uh of when you're fighting Leviathan. You know, you get on your that little rocket or whatever he's riding. Yeah. And there's big picture Leviathan in his eye, and there's itty bitty me. I had that same and picture. And I thought, you know, that's not very nice. We're about to die, and <laughs> you're Bronco's just taking, taking pictures. pictures? <laughs> Did you ever do the um side quest? No, no, no um the it, prompto one of Prompto's attacks where oh. he takes a picture. No. Oh man, you you need to do it. So you equip this attack, and uh, you know how you can push the trigger button to a, a yeah. s- tell him to send a yeah. command or whatever. Um, it's called snapshot, and Prompto it'll it'll the camera will zoom to Prompto, and he will like do this like dive slide thing, and he goes. And he's taking all these pictures, like, on his back, or he'll, like, flip upside down. It's it's so weird. And it's so, like, we're in the middle of this important boss you're fight, taking pictures. and you're taking pictures. Granted, it was super cool, because the really cool boss fights, like the Behemoth, or, you know, other, other yeah. ones that were really cool boss fights, you could tell him to do that, and you would get a few extra pictures of the boss. Oh, that's nice. And if you did it just right, you could actually get pictures of them, like, doing their super moves, or, you know, they would be covered in lightning, yeah. or, you know, so you could get some really cool-looking pictures from that. My favorite picture prompto moment um, has to be, which I'm a terrible person, I'm an absolute terrible person. But when Ignis goes blind, Prompto takes quite a few pictures. I had one of Ignis where he was, he had fallen. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was one picture, which I, (laughs) it looked like they had said, hey guys, turn towards the camera. And he took a picture and there's Gladio smiling. Ignis is facing the other way. (laughs) (laughs) While he was blind? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I did have, um, I don't know if it was necessarily a glitch, but um, a picture that Prompto took, Ignis's head actually was missing. Really? Yeah. You could see his body yeah, and he I had no I'll head? I'll have to send it to you. I still yeah, I want to see that. But I don't know if it just was stuck behind the element of the other guy or if it was, it, I don't know what happened, but his head is literally, you can't see I it. had a lot of pictures where Prompto took and... Um, like, Noctis was in the back, like, being hidden by everyone. Yeah. Like, you could see his hair, and yes. that's it. And it was, like, really... And there was a handful of them that were, like, Prompto specifically wanted us to go out of, out of our no way, way to take <laughs> this picture, and, and it would crap. be, like, garbage. Yes. And it's like, why, Prompto? We, like, why don't we only take the one? lighting. <laughs> no! You can't see Noctis! <laughs> I, I got... Did you know about the new, the new picture-taking thing? The camera that you can take. Yeah, you, you can, can take, take your own pictures. pictures now. Yeah, it would have been nice to know before. Well, I guess I know now. Yeah, I'll play through again. <laughs> that that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that would be nice, especially because like I kind of wanted to take a picture of the tomberries I was fighting. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> or the cactuars and stuff. Which, by the way, when those cactuars die, I felt terrible. And they would like, like they would like <laughs> freeze. <laughs> they would like freeze, and then they would like fall over and like rock a little bit. And it was like, ah, <laughs> sad tear. <laughs> well, yeah, some of the, but there really wasn't too many bad glitches. Uh, I did have. Oh I no, didn't... Lori had one. Uh, where Prompto was still standing up inside the car. So we were driving. Oh. We got in the car, and 
Um, I don't remember who was driving. I think Ignis was driving. And Prompto was just, like, standing, standing. there. Yeah, you know, not And he was standing it. there, like, through the windshield with his arms crossed. And he looked like a genie, <laughs> like, sitting on the hood, like, flying through the air. And he's just he's just standing there, hanging out. You know, now that... I, there, I, we played this game for so long. 50 hours is a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I do believe I did have a few of those car glitches, too. But there wasn't a whole lot. But I, mean, I guess to me, it's compared to other games. There really was it. Really was not that bad. I didn't have as many as you did, though. So I guess I had I another one. Um, my first gameplay. I was on my way to the Chocobo Farm, and you kind of got to go through this forest. Mm-hmm. Well, there was some enemies. I don't know if they were crossing the road or what, but um, they all came out and like attacked the car. Which it never like when I first Normally played, they I, make you stop and get out. Right. Well, my first gameplay through, I thought, well, maybe they just do that. They attack yeah. the car. So I, when it happened, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're attacking the car, <laughs> and the car's like literally flipping upside down and going down the hill, and <laughs> and so I push the button to get out of the car. And the car teleports back to the road, and all the characters are still sitting in their car spots. <laughs> and then I got, and, and this was the first time I ever got into like a car accident in the game. <laughs> and I get out and I look at the car, and the car is just trashed. <laughs> like the the windshield is just totally cracked up, and the the hood is all dented well, in. Cindy, I'm sure it was, was very disappointed. It was so bad. And then I went to Cindy to get it repaired, and she's like, she had no idea it was broken. You know, normally she's like, oh, this is a right yeah. mess or whatever. And then she fixes it. She had no idea it was broken. So I had to go get into a purposeful <laughs> car accident just to have Cindy fix up my car. Wow. It was really bad. really bad. And it never happened again. Huh. I never once had monsters attack the car again. I don't know what happened, but it was super weird. Wow. That's crazy. Um, Yeah. I can't really think of any other glitches. Item, if any item pickup issues. I did have one where um, the X button wouldn't pop up with the items. Yeah. So like you would walk up to an item, you could see it glowing on you the ground, but you couldn't you couldn't it. pick it up. Were you jumping? But I also had a problem where the regalia wouldn't show up, where you couldn't. And this was the same the same glitch section. Yeah. Like the items, you can do the items. You can um, get into the car. You couldn't get. You couldn't sleep because the X button wouldn't show up. The only way I was able to do it was to save it and reload it in yeah. order for the things to fix. You know, I did notice, I don't know if it was a glitch or not, if it was just me being stupid, but I did notice that I tried to get, I ran out of gas. It was only once. But it wouldn't tow anywhere. I couldn't get it to tow anywhere. Like, the only place it could go is you had to send it to Hammerhead. That's the only way I could get it off hmm. to where it was. It would not go anywhere. It wouldn't go. And it was like, can't tow to an off off road section and I was calling it in like a city <laughs> like I tried a whole bunch of different places like I don't know if I was just not understanding it or what That's but it weird. wouldn't so I had to have it towed all the way to Hammerhead and then towed all the way back to me <laughs> and wasting all the not that it was like that expensive no, but one last thing about kind of gameplay is that the gill at the beginning is kind of hard to come by it is and I think the point is to make <laughs> you do the hunts out. yeah well, see, that would have been fine. And part of it is my fault, too, because I wasn't selling a lot of my stuff, and I think that would have helped me mostly. Yeah, I was doing that a lot. But near the end, though, I because I hadn't sold anything, I was getting all sorts of money. My, my problem was, the first time through, I wanted to save a little bit of everything, 
And I really had this fear that I would I sell I would sell something like super important and then I wouldn't be able to, I, you know, get I did that something. by it's funny that you mentioned that because I I I had sold a whole bunch of items before I left for insomnia at the end. And I had one of the one of the equipments, one of the buckles or whatever, um, was an option to uh, prevent. I believe it was stone petrification, and uh, and I accidentally sold it. I didn't mean to, and I purposely was going to save it because I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. And then I went and sold it anyway. And then I go up to one of my enemies, and they start stoning my guys. I'm like, no, <laughs> the stoning. <laughs> Last thing I really wanted to touch on for gameplay. And I'm sure we could go on and on. I mean, we're already at over an yeah. hour, over an hour and a half for our podcast episode, which is a uh, lot. Yeah, it's abnormal for us. But this is a game. This is it one of our really favorite. It's way better than Final Fantasy One. Anyway, it's the extremely long loading times. Yes, and supposedly wasn't that one of the things that they delayed it for was to fix the loading. I don't remember. I thought it was, and if so, if so. How bad were they before <laughs> they fixed it? I, I don't know what they could do to really fix it. Other than... I guess... I, I don't know. I, know. I can't think of anything. I'm guessing the, the only thing that's causing the bad loading screens is that huge map. Because you would teleport to another thing and I would put my controller down and play on my phone. Because I'd be there for like yeah, two or three minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, I... I notice that it's worse when you tell it when you have the car auto travel to Altish or um, Lestalem oh, because it was a bigger town yes. and it was more detailed. So I think that took longer loading time. Where if you went to Hammerhead, it was a little bit <clears throat> less, but it was still very long. Did you ever have any problems with it loading while you were traveling? I had that a few times. What do you mean? Like I was driving. You you would just drive from one. Th- Point A to point B, and during the drive, it would pop up with random loading screens. Not that it comes to mind, but I remember there being some strange points where something was loading in the background. Yeah. Um, um, I had that a couple times. I, You know, I wonder if the PlayStation Pro, or how the Xbox is. Yeah. I don't really know. I, don't, I, I have an Xbox, I haven't played it, but, I mean, the loading times are so bad that it makes me wonder if the newer con- newer consoles, in air quotes, only because they're the same consoles, they're just a little bit upgraded, if they're any better. But, I mean, the load times are it was pretty really long. Bad. It reminded me of the old Grand Theft Auto days, when you're waiting <laughs> yeah. for the Grand Theft Auto maps to load, and that takes forever, but you only have to do that once, where yes. this is every time yes. you do anything. A cutscene cut loads, scene, yes. and you gotta cut wait a half again. hour, you know? you t- Even Just loading the you, game up in general. You fast travel, in air quotes, fast yes. travel, and you may as well just driven there. And gain the AP. I don't know. It's it is. I, I have to say, I think at one point, one of my longer loading times was like over five minutes. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's crazy. It, it is what it is. We can't change the loading no, times. It's, it's not a glitch. It's just it is what it is. It sucks, but it's it, it's worth noting because it's so sucky. I, and I don't know. Does the clock still run during the loading times? I'd know, be curious to know that. Because that would be my that time. My time would be significantly yeah, less. I would have to at test least, that. Yeah, I think it's interesting though that they. Uh, one of the things that maybe it is calculating too is it takes into account of how much time passes when, when, about how long it would take you to get from point A to point B. Right. Because then all of a sudden it's dark out. 
Well, obviously, they're taking into account that that's happening. But, like, the farther you go, the harder it is to reload that map. But at the same time, I've also fast-traveled to just a short distance away, yeah, and it's still take a long. while. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's not as long, but, yeah, it, it got a little crazy. Although, I don't know for sure or not, but I feel like maybe after the last update it wasn't as bad. But it also might have been because I was more on a linear path near the end. When yeah, I and the stuff near the end doesn't take as long to load. Yeah. I mean, the first initial loading screen does take a while, but that's to be expected, I guess. Did you ever uh, utilize the Umbra function? A little bit. Not not so much, but I liked the idea of being able to go yeah. back after you've done all this stuff, but I didn't like the concept of time travel, Yeah, which was... I thought was kind of stupid. But again, I, I understood, you know, they wanted you to be able to go back and level up if you needed to or do finish up some of these quests. side quests. There's a lot of cool side quests oh, that yeah, I still absolutely. hadn't even done. Oh yet. yeah, there's a ton of side quests. Um, how close were you to platinum in your game? Have you looked? <laughs> no. I can I, only imagine. Between me and Lori playing, we had one trophy left before we platinum, and that was Noctis Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't get to level 10 on Noctis. We're really close on one of the games. Uh, but... Did you like fishing? Uh, the more I did it, the better I yeah. was, and the easier it was, and the better I understood it, the more fun it was, but just fishing to fish was kind of boring. I, I thought it was a stupid skill for Noctis to have. Really I think they could have done something else, but whatever. He, uh, I don't know, this might have just been me, but I had a, a quest that he needed to catch this one type of fish. It was the last one I did. Yeah. And it... They said it came out at dusk and at night. I had that same same one. And, and I couldn't not find the... I couldn't make it to that spot during those times without just standing there and waiting for it. Well, I happened to hit it a couple times, but the problem was is I would get the fish I needed and it would lock onto my lure, but it would never bite. Oh, the yeah. The only time it would bite was at dusk. <laughs> I don't know if it was a glitch, I don't know if it was me... But Weird. it would not until dusk, because it was the one time that I went back, I was like, well, maybe if I try at dusk, because I actually looked up a video on it, because I couldn't figure it out, because they, yeah. they wouldn't latch on at all. And he was doing it during dusk, so I tried it, and sure enough, it latched on at that, and there was a whole bunch of them. Yeah. But it was, maybe I was doing it wrong, I don't I, know, I, I fully... Except that fact that I was probably dumb. <laughs> I I didn't really care, especially at the beginning. I thought the fishing was stupid. It was really dumb. I don't typically care for fishing in video games. I would rather go out and fish myself. But <laughs> even I I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big fan of fishing it, in general. So I thought it was just a stupid. I think it's supposed to be a mini game kind of say, thing. If but... it was just an optional mini game and it wasn't like a, a skill of Noctis's, I think it would have been fine because you had to use it to do some side quests like the cat. Yeah, and see, I told Totally get that that. would have been, been fine if it was just a mini game and an additional way to get extra food, but it yeah, it definitely really, didn't need to be a life skill or anything. I don't know. I didn't feel like you got enough good stuff. It's not like you could really sell the fish. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like you got enough good items from fishing that would really benefit your game. No. Any, no, I wasn't impressed with it. You want to move on to graphics? graphics? I, I realize now, now that we're over well yeah over halfway through that we haven't been talking about our scores but i guess we'll do it at the end <laughs> so uh graphics this game is amazing. amazing i really have no 
bad things to say about the graphics. It's a beautiful game. It's beautiful world. The, the monsters. Food? <laughs> the food is even beautiful. Dude, I, that food looked better than the food I've ever made. The monsters are so yes. cool. It was Square Enix has always, in my opinion, done really good on uh, their and monsters. That's, well, they, they excel at graphics anyway, and I think that they've made that a priority ever since Final Fantasy VI or before. Where, you know, it's it's really to be as ahead of the game as possible. And this game is so awesome. It's so pretty. It really I is. I noticed that the early bits of the game were significantly better than the later bits of the game. See, I felt the opposite. Really? Yeah. I noticed that, like, the very first cutscene where Noctis is talking to King Regis yeah. before he leaves the city is beautiful. You can see every strand of hair. Well, it's like the mouth movements fit really yeah. well the, with the words. The cutscenes were beautiful. All of the cutscenes, in my opinion, were beautiful. I'm just talking about in general, like, like the the just regular cutscenes. Mm. Um, they uh, to me felt like they weren't as good as they were near the end. Hmm. But I could be wrong. I again, it's been um, it's been 54 hours since I last played the, <laughs> the, the, the beginning, beginning of the game. <laughs> but I don't know. I could be wrong. You played it for a second time, yeah. so I guess you might know more. Ew. I don't know. I mean, it, not enough to dock at any points. I gave it a Oh, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Oh, I gave it a 9. So, I mean, <laughs> it's... I, I didn't have any qualms no, about it. Not, not enough no. to, to dock at any points. No. It's a beautiful game. The The lighting effects are amazing. The ground effects are amazing. The night... Like, the headlights of your car when you're driving mm-hmm. and you can see all the ripples and dips yes. in the road, just like in real life, it's so cool. No, There's so many aspects I, of this, honestly, the visuals that are just so neat. The only qualm I can even think about, which, and I don't know how much of this is just, it's difficult to texture these things, but like, um, like fur and stuff on some of these. Yeah, uh, they, they were a little patchy. Like carbuncle i guess is a bad example but you know like he didn't look as furry as i imagine he they wanted him to be like stuff like that i guess i i don't know i guess i i didn't really i don't know i didn't really notice that it was any different than anyone else no i really liked the weather effects when it was raining out your characters were wet and that was really cool. And even the effects of, like, the magic, too, is amazing. You do yeah. a lightning effect and your characters are, like... like charred. <laughs> well, your characters are, like, charged with electricity and you can see it on their skin. And when, you know, you do a a, a, thund- or a fire, yeah, the whole ground is charred and yeah. it's got, like, little bits of glowing red. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, things... Like, after the Rama attack... The whole ground is covered in, like, little... It's, like, charred. It's so cool. Did, uh, it's so neat. Did the facial hair where it was particularly thin, did that look strange to you at all? A little bit, yeah. I thought that Gladio's facial hair towards the end of the game, after ten years had passed, looked kind of weird. It looked more, like, drawn on yes. than it was, like, actual hair. I noticed that. I thought that was very strange. I felt like their end appearance was, like... Just kind of thrown together. I was like, it'll be yeah, okay. It's just I a kinda, couple. Like, I kind of feel like they thought, well, 
let's just give them longer hair and some facial hair yeah. and they look older. And it's like, uh, uh, I don't know if that really works. They don't even look older. They just look different. They just look just grew some like hair. they grew their hair out for a couple months. I think the only one who looked it. older was Ignis, I think. I And he looked like something out of Star Trek or yeah, something. Yeah, and I think it's just the glasses. glasses. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. You know, it would have been cooler if they had let you see more of the damage done to his eyes. Like, I would have liked to have seen a cloudy eye or something. That would have been kind or of Or like, cool. totally scarred over yeah, but you do see a little you bit. Can you can see don't. that it's scarred, but it's not. It really just looks like he has his eyes closed. It doesn't really look yeah. like he's scarred to the point where you know, his eyes are missing or something. I hate to keep going back to the blind thing, but I just, it was so flawed. <laughs> and near the end, you get a chance to look at the, your last photo of your part party who i chose cindy let's that let's appreciate that for a minute i chose a big picture of cindy with her boobs all out there and then all <laughs> admiring this be like are you sure this is the picture you want to take with you uh, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but uh, they're like looking through that ignis says something along the lines of looking at these really bring back the memories and i'm like but he can't see them <laughs> he can't you can't see. All right, everyone. Yeah, I mean graphics. No, I, no, no major issues. It was. I, I didn't really, see anything. I was amazed with the food, and you know, after playing the demo, they really improved on the food. Oh yeah, they did. Over that raw. I mean, egg. even just the the small details of Ignis putting it on the table and it kind of jiggling yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like ooh. there were there were some things that I saw that jiggled, and I'm like, that shouldn't be jiggling. Like. <laughs> Like, I think it was the behemoth meat, and they he put it on the table, and I'm like, oh, yeah, behemoth meat, and it was like, jiggle, 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 and I'm like, it's not supposed to do that. I thought, some of it looked a little too shiny, but... Yeah, yeah, I um, noticed that, too. Someone, I don't know, one of the social media sites or something like that, they actually did a, their own version of, like, cooking. That oh, was yeah, I saw to, that. It was really cute. I and thought. it was like, they put on Ignis's gloves yes, and stuff like to they cook were with. Yeah, I saw, like, you must have shared button. that, because yeah. I saw that. It was pretty cool. <laughs> that was really cute. No, that was good. The summons were awesome. Summons were super Shiva was cool. just as naked as she usually is. It was I know. Amazing. Yeah, and, and there actually, was a bunch of her. when you're on the train, Look at your map and <laughs> and take a look at the spot right where Shiva is. And you can see Shiva laying in the snow and you could see her thong clear as day right on the map. That, that butt though. That butt, it's just right there. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's really it's cool. neat that you can see it on the map. It's neat that they put in that little detail. It's amazing to me that they made that huge map and you can't explore it. I know. Why? Why know. would they do this? It's and like when you get off the train at that um place where you go with the blindingness to that <laughs> dungeon, there's like a whole town underneath there and you can't go explore that town. It's annoying. These little yeah. things like we have the regalia, just let us explore. <laughs> that you destroy. <laughs> no, graphics amazing. I gave it a 9 out of 10 cuz Cause you're picky. Yeah. So let's talk about some music. I really enjoyed the music. I when it would get all like dun dun dun. The battle music was battle music. Like you were really into it. For me, I got into it with the music. I loved the music of this game. I dare say it's probably the <laughs> best soundtrack of the Final Fantasy really? series. Yes. I don't know about that. There's a couple really good ones, but I don't know if it was the best. I really liked a lot of the soundtracks of the, the old games, but what I really liked about this one is the full orchestrated music, yeah. but it was very true to the Final Fantasy yes. series. 
And I really appreciated that. And I could hear, you know, there the the train station when you in um in Tenebrae, that song is so like <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven and yeah, like a of them it, it like still that. kept that Final Fantasy fifteen theme and it just it was moody and it was cool and it was dark and felt, oh it was just it was awesome. For me, it felt like all throughout the game it was its own like that that's a Final Fantasy fifteen music. Like that's that was its own. Oh thing. yeah, it definitely but was. Near the end, when it started getting closer to the end when you have to deal more with the crystal and stuff, it really brought out that reminiscent Final Fantasy yeah. feeling and like all these different melodies and it was like, Oh, that's Final Fantasy. It really brought it all together near the end and it was I liked the music mostly at the end when it reminded me of there was, all these other ones. When I played it through the second time, and I I have to say the second time through I really got a lot of uh, it it gave me the feels. <laughs> the feels because I couldn't I didn't have to worry about battling I didn't have to worry about side quests it was just enjoy the game and when I did that you could really fully experience the music you could really fully experience you know all these aspects of it that you know you're usually more sidetracked on for doing other stuff there were so many times that it was just like, oh man, this I it really puts me in the mood of the situation. <laughs> you know, that when the train stops and the music kicks up and you, you know, have to fight, even to the point where the chocobo, when he when the chocobo's walking, it's like real subtle, friendly yes. chocobo music, and then you start running and it picks up the beat yes. and you're like, you know, you got running mood music. Yeah. And I liked that. All That's these good. little things. Not to mention all the soundtracks. Yeah, that There's was really cool. There's soundtracks of almost every game inside this one game is amazing. I loved it. Yeah. First time through, I played a lot of the old music just because <laughs> I love the old music. Right. But as I learned to enjoy the the music of this game, it I didn't play it as much because I would rather just listen to you know the music for what it is and the sound effects. The sound yeah. effects are amazing. That's a topic all on yeah. its own. <laughs> I mean, the music is amazing. The sound effects are amazing. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I, I, just I don't know what more to eight. say. Really? Well, I guess because to me, it's not music that I feel right now anyway, but I could change this in another year or so. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's something that I would want to go out of my way to listen to. Hmm. Because you know how, like, video game music, it really helps you... Con- it really does. For me, yeah, it helps yeah, you sure. concentrate. I don't think this would be the soundtrack that I would... Huh. This would be... But you know, I could always change my mind later. But I'm not. I, I'm not that. I mean, it's still it's an eight out of ten. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Of four right, yeah, I know. Um, I really liked the whole. You know how every Final Fantasy has the theme melody. Yeah. Where this one is like the da 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 yeah. da da. I liked that. It it put every time I hear that melody now, it puts me in that kingly Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 mood and yeah. it, it just sets the scene so well and it, it's just it's fun what did you think about the um Florence and the Machine song that was in it um I liked it that was pretty cool I know it's not like a common song but yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a remake of an older song no I thought it was I thought it was it kind of fit I thought I thought it yeah really it, cool. it absolutely did it, I liked that Florence and the Machine was able to fit in these very small nods to traditional Final Fantasy. It had the, like, the harp. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't did, 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 yeah. You know, the the Melodies. harp melody to it, and it, and it made it so Final Fantasy without it being in-your-face Final Fantasy, you know? 
I, I really appreciated that. And it was a, a good step forward in the way that they're doing their music. And I, I think that it was smart of them to do somebody who was a little bit more well-known than in previous Final Fantasy games. So for overall... I really think that it seems very Americanized. Mm -hmm. It's just like the way that the gas stations and um, even the food and some of the (laughs) outfits and it just, I don't know, it seems like... It's very tailored towards Americans more so. Yeah, like like it takes place in like an American state almost. What you fix an upgrade? Yeah, I mean there are some Japanese aspects to it. I don't know. It just it seemed funny that it did definitely have that Western yeah type of a feel to it. Even what side the driver was on yeah, in the car. Yeah, you know, I noticed that too. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a big deal. It doesn't take away from the game in <laughs> any way. It's just, I noticed that yeah. it was very, very American. <laughs> it seemed I, very American. I wonder if that's uh, kind of tailored to some of the newer, which I guess wouldn't make sense for the Japanese viewers or anyone else, but I wonder if it had to do with it being targeted towards new and... Maybe they were trying to go geared towards American Final Fantasy or American fans to to gain more American fans. Like, it's already huge in Japan. Yeah. It's already huge in other places, too, so maybe it's... It's their way of really trying to appeal to the sure. American folks. And maybe that's even why they have the Florence and the Machine doing the music. And they have all these big name actors yeah. doing you know, the, the movie to try and Draw get a few audience. more fans yeah. that they may have lost over the years. So aside from that, um, I definitely think that it's good for those newcomers oh, yeah. that are coming in. Um, it's a great game that kind of tie in some of the the games that are being produced nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the open world is very good for oh, yeah. people who are used to the open world aspect to it. Without it being so, like, hallway and, you know, yeah, just... R- a very RPG, you know, a turn style RPG type type. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, I agree. The The only thing that I kind of don't like overall is the advertisement being kind of oh, in yes. your face. Um, you do have your cup of noodle quest that is basically a commercial. It is, completely. <laughs> I mean, you get that quest, and you can't even skip the cutscenes. <laughs> like, in all other quests and all other, you know, parts of the game, you can hit, like, start and triangle or just triangle to skip the dialogue altogether. You can't do that with yeah. this quest. And it's so... Uh, it's... You know, I get it to an extent because it's the way that they made money in order to make this game. But so, I'm playing these games to escape reality. I don't need it. I don't need Coleman in my face. I know. I know. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But it's really just a few. It's not like there's a ton of the sponsors. Noodles, it's just a couple. The Cup of Noodles was bad, but at least it was cute and unique, I guess. Like, it, we're not used to it anyway. Yeah. But, um, like, in the movie, which we touched on in the Kingsglaive episode, it 
really was advertisement like galore in that movie. Like it wasn't yeah, as it bad was. as Clint Kingsglaive, where it was everywhere. Where here it was, it was a common thing. Like they were camping, so they had Coleman gear. Yeah, and it made sense. It wasn't just plastic. Yeah, everywhere. but the cup noodle was not necessarily needed. <laughs> no, it. I don't know. It just I don't it know, seemed the quest weird. Was kind of funny. I. I don't know if you what the different options were, but I chose shrimp to hunt down to make my cup The first time I chose shrimp, I didn't have it the second time. So did you fight the same monster? I avoided it. Oh, did you? I avoided the... You get that side quest right after you do the... um, Right after you get Gladio back. After he does his mysterious (laughs) thing. And um, if you leave the town... By going clear back and around the city, you can actually avoid that quest because you don't get that quest until you're in front of the cup noodle truck. So if you avoid the cup noodle truck, you actually can avoid that quest altogether. So the second time I'm yeah. like, no, no I'm no, no, no. I'm beating the advertisement and I'm gonna <laughs> skip this ad. I mean, I like cup of noodles. It could have been worse. It just was weird. Yeah, I know. I agree. I don't. I would much rather not be being sold something in the game. Right, yeah. If I'm gonna waste my money from playing a game, it's gotta be on something like merchandise or something. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna go out and grab a cup of noodles to play with my Final Fantasy. Now, if they did Final Fantasy cup noodle... We, you know, we did go I out. might would do it. We went out and bought those, uh, those soda. Well, you went and bought a whole bunch yeah, of soda. Yeah, the Jones soda. I don't know if that was really the same thing, though. No. I don't know. It's not like Cup Noodle... I, I'm i not going to run out and buy Cup Noodle because of the game. I'm not going to run out and buy specifically Coleman brand stuff because of the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe there's somebody out there that's like, but Final Fantasy. If they had a, a special yeah. Cup Noodle Final Fantasy edition, like Cup Behemoth Meat Cup Noodle, that would be <laughs> awesome. I would totally buy that. <laughs> but I'm not going to go to Cup Noodle just because it was in the game. It doesn't work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I I don't I feel like the advertisement. You know, I paid for this game. I shouldn't have to be paying for advertisement too. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I think that they're afraid they're not going to make their money back. They there's no way they didn't. There's I no know. way they didn't. But I, I think that they were afraid that they weren't going to. I'm guessing though when they're pushing they're pumping all their money into these big screen actors. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It I felt like it was enough in King's Glaive. I didn't need it in the game. Too. Yeah, I agree. But again, it wasn't as shoved down your throat like it was in King's Glaive. Yeah, you? yeah. Beats. <laughs> no, but I, I gave it a overall 9 out of 10. I gave it a, a 9 out of 10 also. I also wanted to talk a little bit about how um, some of the aspects of Final Fantasy XV, it looked like you could be reused in Final Fantasy yeah. VII, the remake. Um, specifically the train stop would be very well placed yeah. for the train stop in seven and Midgar. Yeah. Um, also the train. I mean, you have all these train, um, you have a couple train missions in final fantasy seven that I could see the train yeah, in definitely. 15 being reused in that. So, I mean, along with some character models and, you know, NPCs and stuff like that, I could easily see them being reused in Final Fantasy VII. I mean, even the clothes. The clothes in Final Fantasy VII are very modern. And I think that this game, 15, is very modern in its style. And I think that the two would work 
pretty well together. So I mean, yeah, as I, as an art, I mean, you know, to to reuse some of that to save some time to get this game out quick. You know, it, I could see them doing it'd that. It'd definitely be nice if they had an open world like this game for seven. That would be oh amazing. yeah, that would be cool. An open open world okay. type of Final Fantasy seven. I'll be curious to see how that pans out. Yeah, the seven stuff. Big announcement coming soon. So we'll I hope see. so. I, I would hope so, and I hope that they do something more with Final Fantasy fifteen. Just a little bit something, and yeah. announce sixteen. That would be great. <laughs> Probably won't happen for another year yeah. or two, but it'd be fun. When will they end? <laughs> I hope never. <laughs> if if I had my say, I'd say never. Oh. So um, let's kind of go over everything over again here. Uh, for story, what did you give it? I only gave it a 6 out of 10. Just Man, 6 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I know. I Don't get me wrong, I loved the story. I just was so disappointed with how it was executed, yeah. how bad it was. And, you know, it might change after the downloadable content and a few Maybe. patches, but right now I'm, a, I'm really sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Final Fantasy, the story needs to be first yeah i mean the story needs to be the best part of it if it's not it kind of falls yeah um i gave it a, an 8 out of 10 for the same reasons just not quite as harshly yeah reviewed. i know um, i mean it really i mean this uh, this whole game i loved this whole game and the biggest downfall for this besides the advertisement <laughs> was that the, the storyline was so botched i feel like well i think your score will probably go up after you play it through again. Yeah. Which shouldn't, again, shouldn't be. You should be able to enjoy the story fully one time yeah. through. But if you're going to play the game again with New Game Plus and just play the story, I think you would fully enjoy it a lot more and you'd be able to really Fair get enough. the story we'll in. have to see. So you'll, I, I'd be <laughs> curious to see how you feel about the story after you've played it a second time. So uh, graphics, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, gameplay gave it a 9 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Uh, music, 10 out of 10. Also an 8 out of 10. Um, and then overall, 9 out of 10. And like yeah, 9 out of 10, yep. Um, so that brings my score to 46. I mean, it gave me a 40, so... Or 86. 86 out of 100, which That's is... That's a, a B. Yeah, well, it's almost a B plus, so... I... It's a, we'll curve it a bit. I, I would like it to be an A, just because I love Final Fantasy, but I... I really truly think that we gave it a fair it, score. I think it could be an A. Yeah. Oh well, all the games that we well, review could be an A. I feel if. like if if they properly do what they say they're doing, I think this could be an A. I'll be I'll be curious to see what some of the DLC has in store. I already bought the season pass DLC, yeah, so that, that that'll be. Um, there's supposed to be a mission for Prompto, a mission for Ignis, and a mission for Gladio, and I really think that they're gonna touch on those times where those three characters were missing yeah. and something happened. Like, Ignis, you got the blindness thing. Yeah. I think that they'll touch on what exactly what happened. happened. Um, Prompto, when, when he gets kidnapped. Train. Yeah. And then Gladio, when he mysteriously disappears for no apparent reason. Probably going out to get himself some cup of noodles. Cup noodles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's great game. If you haven't played it, then you shouldn't be listening to the podcast because we just spoiled it all for you. Oh, if you have played it, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, but I'd be curious to hear from you guys. Feel free to send us an email. Um, all of our information is on our website, zapnide.com. But uh, let's switch gears only, kind of. 
Normally we fill a segment for um, thrift shop game review, but this time instead we did um, the Final Fantasy 15 demos. Yep. After we beat the game. Yeah. Well, I actually played the Platinum demo before I beat or before yeah. I played the game, and the Platinum demo definitely helped me get a feel for what the game was going to be like without it spoiling anything. Yeah. However, episode Duske, which we played, which I played for the first time uh, today. I think definitely spoiled it. Yeah, it definitely did. I think if I were to have played this before playing the game, I would have been kind of upset that I find out as much as I did. Because it basically was the game in a nutshell. It really was. I mean, you had the open world aspect, you had the camping, you had the experience. I mean, granted, the battle system was... It was garbage. If you were to tell me that that came before the Platinum demo, I would believe you. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you could tell that it's a demo. It's it's pretty sad. It looks really nice, and it really does play okay, but the battle yeah, system is just bad. ruined. I, they've made so many good improvements to the battle system, and I'm I'm really happy with what the final product ended up being, because the battle system kind of is the shining star. I mean, it, yeah. it's really good. I mean, aside from the graphics, which is what it should be, and really the graphics in the demo is not hardly any different. You can kind of tell that there is differences. It's a little bit nicer in the final game, but overall, it's not that much different. The Platinum demo, however, is really its own thing. It's it's really fun, though. I It was really cute. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Platinum demo. They had a lot of really good ideas in the Platinum demo with the, like, switches and being able to see some of the yeah. lighting effects with the day-night cycles and having... Um, the f- battle system, you can kind of get a feel for the battle system. You can kind of get a feel a for... Sneak peek of some of your enemies. Yeah. That and, was really cool. And driving. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can kind of get a sneak peek at uh, some of the, the summons or the astrals in the game. And that's and neat. And you get to play with Carbuncle. Yeah. He's so cute. And you get to name him at the end. Which is even better. <laughs> because there's nothing more than to naming him after your favorite pet and then being like, oh, my favorite pet is coming to visit me. <laughs> no, it was, that was a cute one. That was good. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to play the demos. I, we have a couple other demos that we'll play with some of the other Final Fantasy games. So as long as I can hunt them down, we'll, <laughs> we'll give them a shot and uh, review them with the game review. So look forward to that. We definitely can do 7 and 8, and I'll see if I can hunt down something for 9 and 10 and more. <laughs> as <laughs> as If we can make it that far. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, we still have yet to play Final Fantasy 2, so that'll be coming down <laughs> the pipeline here in the, another couple months. But our uh, next game review is going to be Minecraft. Yeah. We decided to push back our Pokemon podcast review uh, for another month or so. Just to let Kaylee finish the game, but then also <laughs> I want to try and beat some more of the um, the Pokedex. So we'll see how far we get in another month or so, and we'll be playing some Minecraft. We're hoping to stream Minecraft for you guys to just kind of enjoy the adventure with us. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll definitely see you guys next month. Bye.